This week's episode is brought to you by the Full Pint Brewing Company, the sponsors of our first ever live show at the Arcade Comedy Theater in downtown Pittsburgh this August 15th. $5 will get you into the show, we'll get you a barrel of laughs, and we'll get you free beer courtesy of Full Pint. Full Pint Brewing Company is a collaborative brewery featuring some of the Pittsburgh area's finest brewers and beer nerds. So come on down to the Arcade Comedy Theater, 8.30 doors, 9 o'clock show, enjoy some company, have some laughs, and uh, nerd out with some fellow beer lovers. All right, okay, let's do a podcast. that old chestnut which is better x or y also a chestnut appreciation podcast i'm your host tyler the reagan's colts of this podcast uh i'm your co-host jordan the sex money murder of this podcast <laughs> and i'm your also host kevin the insane popes of this podcast <laughs> now kevin i'd like to get to yours in a moment but <laughs> who are the sex money murders um, Sorry, murders. Well, they are also sex money murder is also known as sex money murder, SMM, or and also dollar sign MM, and they are a street gang operating on the east coast of the United States. Would you like to know their That's... allies? <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> they are allied with the United Blood Nation, Born to Kill, and Zoe Pound Gang. Their rivals are Trinitario, the Aryan Brotherhood and ms13 at least they uh work with their local blood bank i mean that's really important um for yes. any kind of community that you just you know you realize the necessity is out there for for you know like what b negative o positive that's right something. kevin well that was what you, grand torino was all about right it was about kevin you blood. may be interested to know that they are primarily located in the sound view section of the bronx as well as the south bronx and many eastern Brooklyn neighborhoods like Bedford, Stuyvesant, Brownsville, Crown Heights, and East New York. <laughs> All right. I know what I'm joining. It kind of sounds like um, a detective's, like, man on the street, the snitch that he goes to for, like, information, Sex Money Murdoch, or something like that. <laughs> that's, um, uh, that's the, he's reporting all the gang news. Sex Money Murdoch. Mine is a uh, a group that was under Al Capone for a while, a group of Irish, so you'd also Ooh. love them, Kevin. Um, but they just sound like some really militant Republicans, uh, Reagan's Colts, just some guys who like ride around and talk about how important it is that we resist communism. What was, what was yours, Kevin? It was the Insane Popes, also known as the Almighty Popes or the Southside Popes. Um, do they wear hats? Yes, and that's that may be why they lose a lot of their fights. Um, because it's very they're just way to too top heavy. Yeah. Now I see that they are rivals with the Almighty Gay Lords. Yes, that is true. That's all I have to say on the subject. Um, just recently, though, they did come out to say that they weren't going. They weren't going to pass judgment on them. So you know, take that as you will. Right. Ironically, uh, <laughs> though, they are known as the Southside Popes. 
they were formed in the late 1950s on the north side of the city. So right, yeah, that was another. That was kind of a scare tactic to confuse their enemies. He's like, "Oh wait, are they going to come from the north side or the south side?" I, I also don't know. see they they are also known as the insane south side popes. Yes, that is true. Well, that was um that was a franchise that opened up in the mid mid 70s. Um, and it didn't actually work out. Their main competitor was uh, Bob's Big Boy. And uh, they were handily defeated because of the fantastic breakfast menu. And um, logically, uh, one of their rival gangs in the 70s was the Satan Disciples. So that, that yes. makes logical sense. Um, so congratulations. You found us. Uh, Ninjas versus Podcast. Only the finest in uh, gang list Wikipedia articles. Uh, here for you once a week uh, and every once in a while we also argue verses and would you rather questions submitted by you the listener we take them and we hash them out here on the show and so without further ado let's go ahead and get started our first question comes to us from David Clausen thank you so much David who wants to know would you rather live in imperial China or Victorian England go oh man this is like Two of Kevin's favorite things, right? I know. Yeah, Kevin. If there's two things Kevin loves, it's fireworks and steampunk culture. So and, well, these are basically no, both of those. It's romancing three kingdoms and uh, steampunk, right? Yeah. The crazy thing about Imperial China is that that's like it's, for a bajillion. Years, that's like by three thousand years of time. Let's yeah. just assume he wants Three Kingdoms China because that's the best China. Yeah, even even though you know the emperor had like you know nothing, no say in Three Kingdoms China. So calling it Imperial China is a bit loose. His prime minister or eunuchs or both did. You know what? We need to get okay. So plus for Imperial Three Kingdoms China, when did when did Eunuchs lose all that power? I think as as a people group <laughs> when they lost their balls. <laughs> all right, sorry. Go I think as a marginalized group, we got to bring <laughs> these Eunuchs and we got to say, listen, you guys, your people too. So I, I'm saying that's a plus of Imperial China. You got dudes. Well, and you've got dudes who you can be confident they aren't going to sleep with your concubines. Right. Look, rape would go down. Rape is a, it is a fact that rape was non-existent in Imperial China because nobody could do it. Because everyone so, was a eunuch? Yeah. What about all the Every generals? single person. That's why they had to invade, you know, Vietnam and junk because they were like, oh, we got to get some ladies up in here. Or wait, no, they had a bunch that of That wouldn't ladies. fix your problem. <laughs> we, need, we need some dudes, some real some dudes up in here. Um, a side note, how come nobody does that as a vocal warm-up? Unique eunuch. Unique <laughs> eunuch. I think for obvious reasons. Um, oh, because they're not unique? Because yeah, they're, no, they're a dime so a dozen. Common. Yeah. Uh, everywhere you go these days. Um, they're all in the Game of Thrones. They got they got that going for them. You well, know. Varys is first eunuch actor to be nominated for a daytime Emmy. I don't know. Um, but disadvantage Victorian England. Like you've got people in those crazy elaborate. Like you're gonna you're gonna have to wear so many bodices. Like that's that's gonna Ooh, be awful. Like you're gonna be bodices and bustles you're gonna have latches attached to your socks like running up under your armpit and then attaching to the back of your hat it's gonna be awful 
Um, and also, like, you know, it's it's pretty dirty. Those Victorians were, like, real nasty. I think, like, everyone had some kind of STD. STI. Right, and it was HDMI. the Industrial Revolution. So if you're living in the Victorian era, you're probably, like, working 18 hours a day in a factory unless you were lucky enough to be born in the upper echelon. In which case, you're probably an insufferable poet um writing writing past yeah you're 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 a byronic hero who has his own you know faults um but you know he can't find love but he's got this girl who wants him anyway but you don't care because you're off trying to solve the mysteries of why we hate why we in general (laughs) yeah why why (laughs) do we hate you know why does that happen um yeah but you know what Unlike today's society when we're, you know, a bunch of do-nothings and nobody has any technical skills, you would, in Victorian England, at least you'd be the master of making a widget and you'd have most of your fingers. So I'd say that's a plus. Um, Yeah, but here's the thing. Let's think of the the wealth of characters you're going to run into. Like in Victorian England, oh, I'm gonna freaking. I'm gonna run into Dorian Gray, and he's gonna be all moody and like you know want to have sex with me because he's like he's he's hits anything that moves, I'm and I'm just very, like, I'm not into that Dorian. Loose. Also, your picture's getting real grody looking. Um, but in Imperial China, I can meet Zhao Dun, a man who ate everyone's his own, favorite literary figure, <laughs> a man who ate his own eyeball. <laughs> Because it got stuck, struck with an arrow. And he's like, well, yeah. this is useless, but I'm not going to throw it away. You know what? Oh, another great plus of, of Imperial China. People knew the value of recycling. They didn't. He didn't waste that eye. He said, you know what? This is flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. Uh, well, there aren't any bones in eyes, so probably just flesh <laughs> of my flesh. Uh, I'm going to eat this. Also, in Imperial it. China... They lived bros before hoes uh, because, you know, Liu Bei and his two brothers, they weren't actually brothers. They were bros and they would have died for each other. And in a different story from Romance of the Three Kingdoms, when they or is it Cao Cao? I can't remember. Go to visit some random village person. He doesn't have any meat for them. So he kills his wife and serves serves her to them. So yeah, that was that was so. Is that the plot of is that a plot of Sweeney um, Todd? Here's here's a problem with Imperial China. There's a lot of pluses. Here's a problem. Uh, anytime you're hanging out with your bros and you're like, hey, uh, you know, let's go bathe in the river, or whatever. Whoops, that that's a girl. You 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 got done deceived. You thought that your general was a la- was a dude, and now he's oh, a lady. like Mulan. That's right. Yeah, thank you no, for yeah. just spilling the whole. I was trying to be subtle about that. No, um, I didn't even think about Mulan. That is pretty great. You are gonna have some pretty awesome walls. Um, you're gonna you're gonna be able to be in an army where where drag is eventually embraced, and you know, I think curious, that's real forward thinking. Curious as much as that song. As much You're as saying... that song wanted it to happen, they did not make a man out of Mulan. That's a good point. There's also that moment where, like, what's his what's his name? Mushu. Um, no, 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 not Ping? Mushu Fasa. No, not Ping. The 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 guy who's training them. 
Yeah, Jenna uh, Donny Osmond. That nobody remembers. Donny Osmond. Um, <laughs> Law and Order Gen- SVU. General Donny. He, like, there's a moment where they're training where, like, you can see in his face. He's like, yeah, that's pretty hot. And then he's like, whoa, wait a second. Oh, so you're saying you're going to be... You're gonna be confused all the time. You're gonna be sexually confused because you're gonna yeah, be, Imperial a China guy. I can't tell. Imperial <laughs> China, um, Tyler, with you, your point of making drag acceptable in the military, are you saying that that our current commander in the war in Afghanistan should be RuPaul? Yes, <laughs> I, I Is definitely that what we think need for so. Victory? Shoot, we just need the drag race down there, and they're gonna they're gonna make that make short work of that. That um, quagmire of war. Now, I got a question for you guys. Yes. How do you feel about dandies? <laughs> dandies? I here's the thing. I like the dandy I, warhols. I you know like what? Here's, here's not here's not a not a fan of dandies. Not a fan of dandies, but a big fan of fops. Love fops. Cannot get enough foppery. Now, Kevin, what is the difference between a dandy and a fop? I'm so glad you asked. Uh it's a it's one of the circle graphs. So not all dandies you mean a Venn are fops. All dandies are fops, but not all fops are dandies. That's what it is. The the broader category of foppery, a man of fashion and and uh, you know of latest trends and of of parlor you know talk and gossip. Uh, that's a fop. And then a, a dandy is it's a guy too that delicate? I think. No, I think that he just, like, you know, prances through fields all day of flowers, right? Like, that's a dandy. You're thinking just of a like, Bambi. What do you got on your you're, schedule? You're, thinking, you're definitely what? thinking of a Bambi. <laughs> what do you got on your schedule there, Lord Thistletwick? Well, I thought I could frolic through some flowers, and then after that I have a sandwich, and then some more flower frolicking. Um, disadvantage of Victorian England, you're going to have people rolling around on those big wheel bicycles, and those are all pretty obnoxious. <laughs> Um, oh, I thought you were just going to say big wheels. So I was like, just riding around on big wheels. <laughs> oh, um, man. Advantage, though, you've got to think it's pretty satisfying to just, like, take a stick and, you know, thrust it in the pegs of one of those bad boys and oh. just see the guy go go top hat over monocle. Good point, though. Yeah. It's the age of top hats, monocles, and walking sticks. And I love a good walking stick. Can I can I talk about the lord of dandies, uh, Bo Brummel, who I actually... <laughs> totally recommend this wikipedia article because he's fantastic go on uh i'm Bows just gonna read a quick hose. gonna gonna read a quick paragraph from this so brummel lord alvin lee henry mildmay and henry pierpont were considered the prime movers of wait years dubbed the dandy club by byron all four were hosts <laughs> at the ball where the prince regent greeted alvin lee and pierpont but then cut Brummel and Mildmay by snubbing them, staring them in the face, but not speaking to them. This provoked oh, Brummel's famous remark, Alvin Lee, who's your fat friend? <laughs> so he called the <laughs> Prince Regent fat. <laughs> nice. All right. That's Well, falling. Imperial China, you know, like, it's very stratified. Everyone's got their place. Every It's very regimented. Um, but, you know, in Victorian England, it was just like, everybody do whatever. Go wherever, do like have a party. We don't care. Like it's it's Victorian England. Like we have... big <laughs> yeah, but it's gonna be like a Jane we have Austen nothing better novel. to do. Ooh, that's true. And there's probably going to be a lot of witches and wizards as well. 
and you know they they didn't they didn't have the um the ministry of magic at that point so it's just gonna be like all old ladies with frogs and stuff like that throwing love potion number nine at you without any health regulations well there was yeah, magic but, in china too so yeah that's the thing like and and the problem with the magic in china is like all these uh, they, they loved their omens so it's like oh shoot that rooster just climbed on that roof uh we gotta burn our house down right now yeah um, while the people are in it yeah like because because the guys are gonna be super pissed if we don't um that and if you wanted to have like some sort of existential epiphany or like get a little smarter like you had to like climb a mountain like a, a whole freaking mountain to get up to the top and then like you know, get to the top of, of Mount Tai and then, you know, meditate on some junk and see some mystics. But, like, well, actually, that'd be really good because your quads would be blasted. You would not only – you would be in intellectually enlightened. You would be physically enlightened. And then you'd get down and ladies would be like, this guy, this guy right here. Oh, shoot, a rooster climbed on his head. we got to burn him down right now. <laughs> Are we – are we ready to close this discussion? I think we are. All right, let's go ahead and take our votes. Um, Kevin, what are you going with? <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going with Imperial China because in Victorian England, there's going to be so much pressure to be witty, and I can't deal with that. You know, it's like, oh, that is the wittiest jest just of the jape. Thank, thank goodness we don't feel any of that pressure on this show. Yeah, seriously. That would, just, that would just be awful. Look, I feel like if I can get two decent jokes out in an hour podcast, I feel like I've done my duty to a listener. So that's a joke every half an hour. That's a good ratio, I think. <laughs> Jordan? Uh, I, I'm going to go with uh, Imperial China as well, mainly because my main man, Bo Brummel, uh to be the dandy he was, he claimed he took five hours a day to dress and recommended that boots be polished with champagne. And I, I don't think <laughs> oh, I can commit. Pretty... I don't think I can commit to that lifestyle. Um, I'm also gonna go ahead and go with Imperial China, um, because I just like I'm all about walls. Um, you know, emotional walls, personal <laughs> walls. Um, uh, I'm all about walls. I love fireworks. I love songs about fireworks. Uh, but if there's one thing that I just can't wrap my brain around, it's sniffing tobacco. And you know, they had all kinds of snooze up in Victorian England. And that's just, that's just kind of gross. Like, go sneeze somewhere else, sir. They had snooze so up in that caboose. <laughs> so thank you so much for your question, David. And next time you have to choose between living in Imperial China or Victorian England, go ahead with that Imperial China. You're going to be glad you did. Yeah, you'll be a real hero at your house of flying daggers. Taking snuff? That is disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty terrible. Um, like that is just... Oh, our gross. next question comes to us from G-Unit Lawton, who wants to know, packing peanuts versus bubble wrap go which is superior which is more fun which has more uses booble wrap michael michael buble wrap it's actually michael buble wrapping which has more Thank uses that's, that that is the the official name the full name the pe uh, the planner's peanut man helping you pack up to move or well, no, michael I, was, buble, I was actually uh, gonna say these these both historically these both historically have their precedent in foodstuffs. They used peanuts, actual peanuts, to pack things. 
Uh, and then they also used bubble gum. They used to hold it. Really? Michael Bublé's flesh. No, not at all. I did not did not pull that from actual. Well, most people don't realize that Michael Bublé has a gummy a gummy secretion that he uses to uh, help scale walls to um. help uh incapacitate uh badniks um ne'er dwells uh he'll, it he'll also tangles when he has a gummy interior <laughs> if, um, yeah whatever danger's nearby he just breaks out into a love he power. has great power which he treats with much responsibility yeah uh, that's he sings about it all the time um how responsibly he's gonna treat you girl with his great power um does whatever a crooner can yes uh that's my contribution to that disadvantage packing peanuts if there is a child within 300 meters you're you're gonna have to be on like danger patrol to make sure that they don't take that bad boy and suffocate on it because 300 meters like 300 miles like 300 miles you gotta stake a perimeter about that thing uh, there's a baby in the next room watching its favorite movie, 300, and you've got to make sure that it doesn't catch wind of those packing peanuts. <laughs> they have a friggin' sixth sense for that stuff. It's like, oh shoot, I gotta run away. There's some packing peanuts I gotta attend to. And also, I should probably learn to control my bowels before I get on that. Are there any uses for packing peanuts beyond packing? That's something that I'd like to know. Uh, I mean, well, maybe here's... you could fill like a kiddie pool with them and have a f- a fun swimming diving experience. That'd be awesome. Uh, but that's that's Ooh. about the extent of it. Well, no, I got I got two quick ones for you. Um, one napalm because they're made of styrofoam, and all you got to do to make napalm is just burn styrofoam. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't think that's true. Uh, I, I thought it was made it. out of. Uh... I don't know. I gotta research. It's like gasoline and citrus, right? That's why it's Um, an orange. Two, like uh, one thing, one disadvantage of packing peanuts is that yeah, you can do stuff with it. People who love crafts are gonna find a bajillion uses for packing peanuts, and then it's like, okay, it's my birthday, and you got me like a bunch of packing peanuts glued to a pine cone. I guess that's cool. Thanks for doing that. Thanks for being my friend. Oh, disadvantage packing peanuts, there's always a chance that you will lose something within them. Like, if you don't search every inch of the box or remove every packing peanut, there there's a likelihood that there's, like, a screw in there or a missing uh, instruction manual or what have you that is probably going to get thrown away with the box. Whereas with the bubble wrap, like, you have something, it's wrapped in bubbles, and it's, you know, it's going to be nice and safe and sound. Um, By the way, We this, haven't really uh, talked much about bubble wrap, though. This napalm uh, search has taken an extra long time. I think it's getting set, uh, looked at pretty hard by the NSA. <laughs> uh, there's a dude who's... Napalm is a combination of two constituents of the gelling agent naphthenic acid and palmitic acid i don't think either of those are styrofoam kevin did you well look up making napalm with styrofoam uh so thanks for joining us on uh stuff you should know um but uh bubble wrap i feel like it's made out to be a lot more fun than it actually is like everybody oh, gets no. really excited no, about no. bubble wrap like oh let me pop the bubble wrap but really it's just kind of it's kind of obnoxious and it's it's a very short-lived joy yeah too. okay it's obnoxious to people who hate fun and things that are good in life. So maybe that's you, Tyler. I don't know. 
what what better could like you can pop it with your hands you know you can do the old stress ball thing you can set it down and you can jump on it and that's baller like what's not to like about bubble wrap you can lot you can line it up like five layers deep and then you just jump with your whole weight on it kevin and you are you saying that you patella. could you could pop it or twist it or pull it or flick it <laughs> I, I've heard that you can pop it. Can you also lock it and drop it, Kevin? <laughs> I personally can't, but I've known people who can. How many times, though, have you heard bubble rap and thought it was the gangs of New York outside your window? Or the movie Gangs of New York uh, far being more often, outside your window? Far more often, it's fireworks. Bubble wrap, you can wrap around your body and turn it into body armor. I feel like packing peanuts, they just kind of get spread out throughout your entire house no, they're, true. they're the weapon no they're the weapon of the two bubble wrap is the armor uh packing peanuts are the projectile weapon that you throw at people when you're laughing thunderbolt Thunder, yeah you throw the thing you're like thunderbolt fireball sleep sleep uh you gotta put that video up because it's dynamite it is dynamite did you look up napalm and styrofoam yet well, I, apparently it's a ghetto YouTube trick you can do. Thank you. Okay, so it works. It's not actually napalm, though. It's just burning stuff. Uh, what That can turn into a burning man. A wicker man? I wish. How did it get burned? All right, did we, did we cover the fact that packing peanuts dissolve in water, and that's kind of cool? Whoa. Or at least the cool ones true? do. No, that's kind of terrifying, though. I, I've got to imagine that water is no longer good for, for everyday use. No. Oh, here's a plus, though, for packing peanuts, at least. Like, packing peanuts are there when you need them and not when you don't. You can just reach in and grab your thing out in a sea of packing peanuts. Bubble wrap is always, like, wrapped 40 times around the object, and then you gotta, like, cut it with a knife, and then, whoops, oh, I just scratched my picture frame with a knife. (laughs) Wish I hadn't done that. To be fair, Kevin, you are opening everything you get in the mail with a very large tactical knife. (laughs) That's Here's true. A, it's, I, I call it a knife, but it's actually a spear. Here's a question for you guys. Uh, so your current mattress goes up in flames. Nothing you can do about it. But bed bugs, the, man. The frame. to kill them. The frame of it somehow survives, and you can stuff it with two items that are nearby: either packing peanuts or bubble wrap, which will provide a better night's sleep as your mattress filler material. <laughs> I feel like. Bubble wrap is going to like pop if you move the wrong way. It's just yeah, going to, like, you're going to be like up all night, continually deflate. You're going to be up all night like that Will Arnett show that didn't that got canceled. Packing peanuts would be like a beanbag type scenario where it's gonna it's gonna form to your body, and that's that's pretty comfortable. Like I don't know if you've ever slept in a beanbag before, but that's 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 not awful. It would be the hippest sleep you'd ever have. All right, we need to take a vote on this one, Jordan. What are you going with? Packing, no, I, no, I'll go with packing peanuts. No, packing peanuts are a pain in the butt, because I've recently been shipped items to work, both of these in it, and it's a lot easier to clean up uh, a bunch of bubble wrap, because it's all in one piece, usually, than it is to deal with a box full of packing peanuts, and you're like, what am I going to do with this? Oh, I'll just throw it in the garbage. Oh, no, the box tipped over, and now there's packing peanuts all over the parking lot. I'll stick with bubble wrap, thank you. Kevin? You know, I'm going with bubble wrap because I think that 
this the magic carpet scene in Aladdin would be way better if it was a carpet of bubble wrap, and it was just, they just changed the lyrics to on a on a magic bubble wrap ride, and then and it was just popping the entire time. It's very distracting. Now, does it lose altitude when you pop the bubbles? Ah, uh, yes. So eventually, they plummet to their deaths. And I am going to go ahead and go with bubble wrap because. As like as annoying as the sound might be, it's it's a lot better for actually keeping things safe. Like nothing's gonna get jostled around in it. It's all gonna be protected. And I, I don't I don't like getting things everywhere. I I really really hate it. <laughs> See, you say that, but you're okay with Michael Bublé's uh, secretions all over you with the bubble wrap scenario. <laughs> That's a good point. So either way. Let's go ahead and go with bubble wrap. Thank you so much for your question, Jeffrey. And next time you have to choose between bubble wrap or packing peanuts, go ahead and go with that bubble wrap. You're going to be glad you did. Our next question comes to us anonymously on Formspring. Whoa. And they would like to know, Guitar Hero versus DDR. Go. Which is better? Dance Dance Revolution. Oh, no, I thought, isn't he talking about Dance Denzel Washington? Wait, what? No. (laughs) (laughs) What? Those those letters don't match up, Kevin. Oh, you're real dumb. Actually, he's probably referring to disarmament, demobilization, and reintegration, which is a (laughs) peacekeeping strategy for disbanding former combatants and reintegrating them into society. Uh Uh-huh. There it is. Um... Uh, advantage. Oh, here we go. Okay, dance Don Rickles. <laughs> dance <laughs> Much Don. Uh, there it is. I would play that in any <laughs> arcade. I would dedicate significant portions of my life to mastering that game. Um, which do you think is more impressive if you're really good at it, DDR or Guitar Hero? Uh, DDR because it requires actual physical effort. Right. And at least, like, well, yeah, like, if you're good at DDR, like, at least that sort of looks like dancing. Like, playing Guitar Hero does not look like playing the guitar at all. Now, to be fair, if you're playing Guitar Hero drums on Expert, you have a good enough sense of rhythm that you can probably play the drums in real life. So That's that's why I did not play that particular instrument. That's the same for me. I couldn't get past medium, and even on medium, I messed up a lot. Disadvantage DDR though, you're gonna get real sweaty. Like that's that's no good. Like even if you are doing super well, then you're gonna like step off of the machine. You're like, Tao, please, somebody help me. I'm waiting in three inches of my own body excretions. I'm I'm Michael Bublé. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's something fun you can do with your uh, Asian girlfriend, a la Scott Pilgrim. That's a good point, but. At the same time, like, there's always the chance where, like, say maybe you want to go to an arcade and you're like, nah, hey, hey, guys, I'm going to try around a DDR. That'll be fun. There's that kid hanging out in the corner, you know, who's just waiting, waiting for that fresh meat to get on the pad. And then he's going to be like, oh, hey, dude, going to going to challenge you. Oh, you're going like easy. I'm going to go super hardcore and just show you up in front of all of your friends. Uh, now they can never respect you again. Um, here's a plus for DDR, which is uh, apparently one player found that integrating DDR into her day-to-day life resulted in a loss of 95 pounds. Holy cow. Which is 
crazy great. Um, but the only, but the plus for Guitar Hero though is if those 95 pounds are in your hands, there's no way DDR is going to help you with that. <laughs> only Guitar Hero is going to help you work out those 95 hand pounds. So if you have big old hamburger helper hands, <laughs> you need Guitar Hero oh, to kind of size those bad boys down. This pie is going straight to my hands. Now, the the problem with DDR in your it, it might teach you that how to do something that resembles dancing, but really all it is is stepping in four different directions. No, you go to that summer camp and that awkward dance and everybody's doing like the the lawnmower or the uh the what's what are other like camp dances? So lawnmower, um, there's an apple the, pick. Oh, the the shopping cart, the ATM. Shopping cart, ATM, microwave, um, uh, particles oh. collider. Uh, uh, the waterboard. Waterboard. Did you do the fish? Uh, water the, slide. The fishing, the fishing, the fish hook. The fish, the fishing hook, the fishing hook dance. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> oh yeah, where you pull your yeah. Somebody's invariably somebody's gonna play Sandstorm, and if you can bust out those memorized movements, like everyone, everyone is going to make way, and it will be incredible. And maybe you do yeah. the worm at the end. That's pretty. You, cool. you will be the king of the nerds, Tyler. Maybe you can answer this uh, better than Kevin or I. Which of these two? Which one? Which one of these two is more respectable if you do not have the requisite game pad or controller to play it? And you are stuck using a regular controller. Yeah, what? Which is like more shameful to play with just a regular controller? Because um, both of them are. Friend of the podcast, uh, Ryan Skippy Anderson. Actually, we had Guitar Hero in our dorm back in college, and we only had one guitar. But he really wanted to play two players, so he just learned how to play Controller Hero, which is basically just like a rhythm game on uh-huh. the gamepad, and yep. you have to tilt the joystick at certain points. And he got really, really good at it. And part of it was very impressive, because somebody would come in and be like, I can play Guitar Hero, blah, 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 blah. And he would be like, oh, let me, let me play you. And then he would, you know, whoop him. But it was also pretty shameful when you would come in and see him just sitting with the controller and his tongue sticking out, concentrating <laughs> really, really hard. Because that was his tongue oh, concentrating face. Uh, I thought, it, like, he, he's doing the kiss tongue out thing, like the kiss army tongue out thing. That's how he concentrates, right? Yeah, but at the same time, like, you have the people who are like, oh, I'm super good at Guitar Hero, and they come in and they're like, somebody want to play me in Guitar Hero? Let's do Dragon Force Expert Difficulty. And then, they, and then they leave and go out into, you know, the, the common room, and they grab their acoustic guitar and, like, are just really, really awful. Like, if anything, I feel like if you're really good at Guitar Hero, it sets unrealistic standards. Like, if you're bad at Guitar Hero, it's like, oh, you're just like every other human. Um, but if you are a skilled Guitar Hero player, people are going to assume that, you know, you're going to be able to, to bust out that stairway to heaven. And you're going to be like, no, I'm sorry, I'm only, I'm only good at guitar simulations. I'm, I'm only good when, when the various chords are color-coded. This is veering a little off-topic, but how do you guys feel about Just Dance in comparison to DDR? Um, just like the Dance! Going on. You think there's what? I feel like there's too much going on. 
Like I don't, I don't too I much don't flopping wanna... your arms around. What is the yeah? Stuff? Like what is that? Like a it's a Wii game. Uh, like it's Wii. Wii. It started on the Wii, and then when the Kinect came out, it went for Xbox. Okay, so you actually have to do yeah. Moves. The Wii one, like it worked by just you moving your arms because you held a Wii mote that had a uh, <laughs> so it's very gravitational... arm heavy dancing. It yeah, was more. It, it was, was more baton twirler hero. Well, that, no, but that's good because everybody knows that real dancing is all in the arms and shoulders, just the shimmy and shake. Yeah. Um, and I like Jordan, to think, I think that was meant... the sound of your pecs, Kevin. Yeah, if only dear listeners could have seen Kevin do that right now. He's if... basically twerking with his chest right now. It's really incredible. I took a belly dancing class. He just for bumped, four years. He just bumped the microphone with his his pecs. Good. They're so huge. I can't I can't maneuver these things around. I need a backup camera. Advantage Just Dance. Uh it does have that Rasputin song. Uh, <laughs> it does. <laughs> if only that was on uh if only that was on DDR, that would settle everything for us. Yeah, no, that is a problem with DDR though. Like you go through the playlist on DDR and you're like, I unless I've been playing DDR for like the last seven years. I don't know any of these or these are the, all... the songs that they are remixes. Uh, but you do, are... if Tyler, you do if you've been playing Dance Dance Mario Mix. Uh, these these are all Scatman Crothers songs. <laughs> Why? Why is it all that? You got me Scatman. Did I ever tell you I um. When I was in Japan, I went to. Uh, well, you met to Scatman a... Crothers. Yeah, I wish. Uh, Scottoman Kurazuza. Yeah, um, it is. I went to yeah, an he's arcade. Yeah, he's the host of Comedy Bang Bang. I went, I went to an arcade, and uh, they had like it, the game was called Jubeat, uh, J U, not J E W. Um, <laughs> and uh, and it was like a rhythm game with your hands. So like you would have to like basically it was like DDR, but with your hands. Like you, you know, arrows would come up, and you would have to press them at the right time. But I, st- I stayed there for two hours, and they like every time you do you like you do a song, you play against another person like for you know online across the country, and it tells you who won. And I stayed there for two hours and exclusively did the "I'm the Scatman" song and became number one <laughs> for those two hours on Scat Scatman Crothers on Jupy. So you're looking at a two-hour champion of Scatman Crothers. How intoxicated were you? Or was this completely sober? Zero. Game? It was He was all, incredibly oh, lonely, was weren't all. you? <laughs> uh, no, His only friend a, was uh, that uh, other guy playing the Scatman song. <laughs> I was there with another guy, and he's like, I'm going to go do some other stuff. One of my guilty pleasures is bar games. I think I still now, have the top Kevin... score at the Blue Ribbon on uh, Bull Dodgeball. Kevin, how many yen did you spend at this particular uh, Jubeat game? I'd prefer not to say. Does it did it involve jujubes at all? Uh it did not uh and the amount of money that I played could probably have been used to set up a scholarship fund for needy children. <laughs> so on that note, let's go ahead and vote. Uh I'm going to go ahead and go with DDR because at least at least there's there's some chance of you, you know, being in public working off some calories and impressing at least the local arcade goers maybe maybe a date fun date idea go do some ddr uh whereas with guitar hero you're probably isolated in your room or in a group of like 
for people that none of them are enjoying it that much and just kind of want you to just get it over with. Hey, Kevin. Yo. I would like to inform you that uh, for any iOS platform you may have, you can get the you can get Jubeat. It is called Jukebeat in America, and you can play it on your iPhone or iPad or whatever. All right, they better have that friggin' I'm the Scatman song because <laughs> otherwise I am gonna be terrible. I'm a Scatman. Jordan, what's your vote? Ah. You know what? I I'm just too lazy, too tired to do DDR. Like maybe I could lose ninety five pounds like that lady did, but I'd probably would just rather sit and play the guitar. So I'll I'll go with Guitar Hero. Kevin, break this tie. You know what? I'm going with Jubeat. Jubeat because <laughs> Now uh, to be fair, Jubeat was created by Konami, so maybe you should just go with DDR for that reason. Done. No, I am gonna go with DDR because every time, because I played Rock Band, I didn't ever really play Guitar Hero, and I always played Rock Band. And uh, everybody Kevin, can would we talk complain. about our Rock Band? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, wait, what? Oh, yeah, that's right. right, right. Disengaged right, so I, phenomenon. Disengaged phenomenon was our Rock Band name. Um, <laughs> it featured, I can't remember. Featured we, like, George Champy of GeorgeChampy.com. It was. We were like an aggressive hair band, uh, as I remember. <laughs> well, now, costumes. The George Hampy analog looked like him in his World War II jacket. That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. One of us looked like a beetle. I can't remember who. It was Nick. Nick was looked like a beetle. Nick Kevin's was, not a member of the Beatles. Just a beetle. I was like a freaking. You were a Nordic. short. No, you were a short, skinny, white kid with That's a right. bright red pompadour. That's <laughs> right. I remember that now. Yeah, and I, like really angry looking. Like I was really angry eyes, you. black t-shirt, blue jeans. Yeah, that's what it was. And then you were like some kind of Nordic god. Yeah, right? that's what I was. I was giant I was, hair. I was Sven, the Swedish uh, <laughs> prog <right>. metal overlord. <laughs> uh, and uh, not to be confused with our bowling team, Great Monster Club. So thank you so much for your question, Anonymous. And next time you have to choose between DDR and Guitar Hero, go ahead with that Guitar Hero. You're going to be glad you did. Maybe Guitar Man? Did that have a guitar controller? I don't know. Never actually played it. I don't even know, dude. By the way, um, so I was confusing confusing Scatman John, who is the author of I'm, I'm the Scatman, with Scatman Crothers, who... Is uh, was an American singer, actor, dancer uh, in the 1920s, 30s. Yeah, I wasn't gonna correct you. I I thought about it, but I was like, eh. I was gonna bring up step and fetch it, and then didn't feel like it. I thought I'd let you wallow in that. (laughs) Wait, he wasn't the same guy as step and fetch it, was he? No, but he was the same era. Okay. Our final question comes to us from friend of the show Eric Tribio. Thank you so much, Eric. Who wants to know if you could survive the trip? Would you rather drift through space for the rest of your life or walk the bottom of the ocean for the rest of your life? Go. You are able to survive either scenario, but you are not immortal. So this is just for the rest of your natural lifespan. You'll either be floating through space or stomping through the Mariana Trench. Go. 
Well, hold Mar- on. Marianne is the gonna deepest be of ocean depths. Well, throughout the ocean, like if you're going to be walking, I, I've got to imagine you're going to get pretty deep. Well, you're just but gonna... also the bottom of the ocean is like three feet out in the water. You're still on the bottom. You're standing on it. So what are you going to do? Just like hang around in, in the beach and just kind of like yeah, like a siren or a merman, you know? I'll, <laughs> well, do I'll, you I'll like? Call you guys, out are you wait? Are you actually going to lure lure ships in? No, I'm gonna learn lovely females out and ask them to be my fishwife. But the thing this is, is this is you're... important though. Do you have a suit? Like, are you protected by a suit? No, you... you have you have an Armani uh, three piece suit <laughs> that is either water or space proof. Um, okay. So you're either way, you're going to be attracting the ladies. Um, okay, and for, space ladies. it's so dapper that oxygen is just attracted to it. So you don't have to worry about uh, air supply in either scenario. What about, okay, well then that makes this a little easier because in the ocean scenario. You do, you do also have the band air supply traveling with you uh, <laughs> to supply additional air to you. Good. And jams. You can contract them for that purpose, but they, they are not there by default. You have to, you have to make an investment. You, you have, have to make to, it worth you have, their while. You have to get a job, save up money, and then hire them and well, keep what, them on retainer. What kind of jobs do you think you could have in either of these scenarios? Under sea, you're gonna be you're gonna be finding like you know sunken treasure. That's gonna be pretty cool. You're gonna yeah, be you're able not to gonna get to keep stuff. any of it. Well, you can you can have like a, an aerial esque cave where you keep all your flim flams and doodads. You know, for the serious, for the choice stuff. No, you you don't have you don't have any sort of dwelling. Oh, you, you're, I guess you. Yeah, you are nomadic. You're a wandering man. Yeah, you're a Bedouin of I, the sea or space. Real quick, uh, if I have to bathroom time, it's going to be a lot easier ocean land than space because it's just oh, in yeah. space. It's just going to freeze and then float around me for the rest of eternity or the rest of my life, and that's <laughs> going to be a lot of waste. Yeah. I'm going to have like a I'm going to have waste orbiting me. Just like a like a moon or some sort of satellite. And if some alien comes ac- across you, that's going to be pretty embarrassing. Yeah. Like even oh. if you had a chance of, you know, making first contact before, like it's going to be pretty slim once they Here. once they see your 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 mess matter. Here here's my greeting, my gift of greeting. It's it's my frozen leavings. Enjoy them. How much? How much of the ocean is a known quantity, though? Like, how much of the bottom of the ocean has been left unexplored? I don't know, but it's pretty dark. Do we have flashlights we have, or torches if we are British? Um, do we have torches so that we can chase off Frankenstein? Will we <laughs> yes, be like underwater torches? Frankenstein? We'll be like torches, torches together. Yes. If anyone got that reference, congratulations. <laughs> Um, today we have explored less than five percent of the ocean, so you could. I thought find you were going to say like, today we have explored less than five percent of the topics we've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's a very, very good yeah. point. If this is your um, first time in the show, you're welcome. We're going to have that ad next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, that's going to be the one that people listen to. This yeah, one, we better right clean here. this one up right now. Uh, Let's make this crap. last five minutes incredible. <laughs> Okay. All right. Um, so, deep sea diver, you got anglerfish. You got those cool little bulby fish. So that will provide some light. Yeah, but those things before are before they terrifying. try and eat you. Yeah, you are going to be having um, any number of fish and sea monsters going after you underwater. Oh, also um, kaiju. Oh, that's a good point. What, what is that? You got to watch that Pacific Rim. Yeah, you got to watch Pacific Rim, Kevin. It's you so got to have that cultural hey, all right, awareness. Hold up, though. Can like. 
Can we all just agree it's a ripoff of, of Evangelion? No, it's not a ripoff. It's a loving homage to Japanese no, monster movies no, in general. No, no, no. There's no such thing as a loving homage. There's only uncreative thievery. Thanks, Carlos Mencia. I feel like space is going to be a lot lonelier, though. Well, like, in you're space, under... no one can hear you scream, so... In space, no one can hear you scream. In space, no one else is going to be out there with you. What are like, you talking unless... about? There's going to be rocks and dust. That's going to be awesome. You know, that's going to keep you company. Unless you have, like, a headset and you're reporting back to Earth with your new findings and, like, you're a celebrity back on Earth because you're going where no man has gone before, like, it's it's going to be a pretty lonely existence. Whereas undersea, like, you're going to be able to get, like, close to land. You're going to be able to send messages in bottles. Uh, you're going to be able to, you know, communicate with other divers and things like that. You can still have a pretty full life uh, as long as you're within, like, the planet's uh, watery part. <laughs> uh, oh, you'll wait, get to hang out gonna... with Ed Harris in the Abyss. That's true. Hold up, though. Let's think about what soundtracks you're going to have to listen to. The Abyss. Space, you're going to have to listen to uh, Gustav Holtz's The Planets all the time. And that's going to be awesome. Because it's real baller. And, and underwater, you're going to have to listen to the Little Mermaid soundtrack? Uh, Yeah, which is going to be real bad. Although it will be the original Broadway cast recording. Oh, so well, you that's won't good. Uh, you won't recognize any of the voices. What about that movie Atlantis? Uh, you may find either the the actual lost city of Atlantis or the Disney lost city of Atlantis. Either way, you'll probably get a cute girlfriend out of it. You you could also run into, uh, in space, you could run into the people from Treasure Planet or the people from <laughs> Titan AE, both of which are terrible films. But as Kevin would point out with uh, Atlantis, since he seems to be on a kick of pointing out American things uh, that are ripped off of Japanese things, Atlantis That's is right. a ripoff of Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind. So I mean, I'll see it. Don't get me wrong. Well, no, it's too late to see Atlantis now. <laughs> yep, they burned it. They put that back in the Disney vault, and then they destroyed, they blew up the vault. They were like, this was no good. We named the main character Milo. Why did we do that? And that's that's only acceptable in Milo notice because <laughs> it's very in the title. Point. All right, we need to take a vote on this. Jordan, what are you going with? I thought you said Durden there. Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden. Uh, I'm gonna go with soap making, please. Uh, no, I will go with. Ah, oh, man. Sounds like a pretty lonely existence either way. But I'm gonna go with uh, bottom of the ocean. On the offbeat chance, I can run into SpongeBob, Squidward, and Patrick uh, at the Pineapple Under the Sea. <laughs> Kevin? Um, I'm going to go with space because eventually I'm going to find the guys from 2001 A Space Odyssey. And then at least I won't be bored because uh, you know, there will be They're like be slow motion into, floating. They'll, they'll turn into star babies by then. Oh, that's true. I mean, as long as they're Asian star babies, that's going to be the cutest thing ever. Oh, that would be yeah, cute. Is that a follow-up to Muppet Babies? Asian star babies? <laughs> it's, uh, it's the crossover between Muppet Babies and Jefferson Starship. They'll make your dreams come true? <laughs> you just have to, to wish on one as it's, as it's flying Wish past. on a star, baby. As it, as, as it enters the atmosphere and burns up. When you wish upon a star, baby, doesn't matter who you are, baby. Hey, baby. All right, Tyler? 
<laughs> and I am going to go ahead and go with the Undersea Adventure. Uh, because that was a pretty sweet 3D game on the first PC that I had. And also, like... Odell's down under? At least I know there's going to be food available. Like, I'm always going to be able to, like, get some fresh, fresh sushi. Get some of there, that sushi there, in. There under the sea. Whereas in space, like, maybe I'll have tang? I don't know. Whatever it is that they eat in space. Astronaut nope. ice cream really isn't that good. Yeah, no one can get you cream. So your coffee's just going to have to get have to get straight black coffee. So thank you so much for your question, Eric. And next time you have to choose between a nomadic existence under the sea or lifelessly floating throughout outer space, go ahead under the sea. You're going to be glad you did. And thank you so much for joining us on this delightful, delightful episode. If you'd like to send us a question, you can email us at ninjas versus podcast. That's versus VS no period at gmail.com. You can send questions there. You can find us on facebook.com slash ninjas versus podcast. We chat a lot on there, um, post some funny pictures and videos and things like that. It's always a great time. Uh, you can also find us at our live show at the Arcade Comedy Theater in Pittsburgh, August 15th. It's going to be at 9 o'clock, 8.30 doors. Show up early if you want to get some of that free beer. And also go ahead and submit questions for us to argue during the live show. We're probably going to keep them a little bit shorter so that we can try and burn through a good number of them during the night. But it's going to be awesome. $5 admission, but uh, the free beer and the awesome company more than makes up for it. But I, I think it should, it would be fair to note, I don't think we have unlimited free beer. I think we will have a lot of free beer. I hope we we'll have, have at a least lot of free beer. Because the more beer gallons. is there, the less funny we have to be. No, the um, more funny we will be. It is BYOB if you feel like adding to the beer. Or if you feel like bringing uh, some Kentucky Kayaks. Some sake, uh, whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever you bring, we will drink with you. Yeah, if Just you remember. want to create your own uh, MVP-themed uh, cocktail and then give it to us to drink, I will drink it. I will drink it. Uh, what was, what was, you made a drink, a Russian drink for Tolia as well. Yeah, um, it was, uh, it was vodka and... More vodka? I can't remember. I'll have to go back into the back episodes. It's something. I don't know. Um, so if you want to do that, uh, it would be great if you would check out the event page on Facebook. The more people who RSVP there, uh, the, the better idea we'll have for what to prepare for. Uh, and if you'd like to connect with us over Twitter, you can tweet at Ninjas vs. Podcast or use the MVP hashtag. Jordan... Do we have a tweet of the week? Uh, yeah, we do. Uh, first, Matt Schaefer offered us another uh, possible MVP uh, acronym <laughs> that was incorrect. He said, nervously vexing Putin. <laughs> but uh, We're always doing that. Putin, we mean it all. We do, we do bring up Putin a fair amount. Uh, but the tweet of the week is going to go to Michael Doys, who says... And roll long in the MVP Touch of Genius Prize for Innovation Contest. Now, guys, have we discussed what the rewards are for winning the Touch of Genius Prize for Innovation Contest? I don't know. Better, better be better than our essay contest. Oh, man, that thing. Wait, the prize or the result or the entries? 
Well, I think, no, the, I think pri- the prize for our essay contest was Kevin will make you a bird feeder if you come to New York and no, get that was, a pine cone. No, that was one of the things. I still have to get on that Photoshop. I'm working on that. I really am. I'm going to I'm gonna really sit down. I'm gonna nail You're going to Photoshop a bird feeder? No. Yes. Um, you get Photoshopped into a, a picture with a bird feeder. <laughs> it was Tolia's choice. And he chose the Yalta conference. Tolia's choice? Is that a uh, sequel to Sophie's choice? Yeah, yeah, you learn just, all it takes about place in Soviet Russia. Yeah. Thank you so much to Animal Tropical for our intro song, 20 Miles, to Sparrows and Crows for our outro song, Ultraviolet Bliss, and special thanks to Paul Bench for making the images for our upcoming live show. We've been using them in posters, in the Facebook event, uh, all of that. It's fantastic. I seriously recommend checking it out. It's the uh, crossing of the Delaware, uh, only with George Washington replaced with a raptor. And the rest of our faces make an appearance as well as Dumbledore, Charles Barkley, and uh, the littlest actor who could, Peter Dinklage. So thank you so much again for joining us on the show. Our final question, speed round, keeping with our ninjas versus theme, ninjas versus star babies. Go. Uh, Star babies have those cool psychic telepathic powers. I don't know, like, they could probably summon a monolith, and then the ninjas are gonna, like, grab a bone and get real violent and beat up other ninjas, because the monolith will be like, and make that weird moany noise. (laughs) Kevin? It's a trick question, because every time a star baby is born, his terrestrial shadow is a ninja, so they're one and the same, and when one dies, the other dies as well. And I'm also going to say star babies because they're going to be surrounded by so many paparazzi and newspaper writers. But they're going to have dumb names like Apple and and bodyguards. Hey, it's the Northwest Star. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) it's just going to be real hard for those ninjas to, you know, do the sneaking that they got to do to get to them. So thank you so much for joining us. As ever, I'm Tyler. I'm Jordan. And I'm Kevin. And until next time, man, now I really want a pizza. Yeah, get so well. Here's your opportunity to go get pizza. Now, give me pizza. You aren't gonna be able to get Kevin's like dollar fifty slice of pizza that is the size of a regular pizza. Where we dance out in the sun. It's the size of your face. It's like if you peeled pizza face. Now, Kevin, if if Kevin is feeling lazy. He could steal George Hampy's uh, pizza that has been sitting in their freezer for the past year. <laughs> the Tony's? The Tony's pizza. He's been chilling out in there and nobody eating it. Somebody's going to get How frost-covered is that thing by now? Let the grass scratch up our legs And we'll soak in the ultraviolet bliss I'm talking, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs>